Hey guys, welcome back to Navigate. Our hope here is to help you engage with God. My name is Ben and I'm joined with Ryan and today we're looking at James chapter 4, 13 through to 5 verse 6. In this passage, James challenges us to see that God is in control of our lives and that our lives are in His hands. As we work through this passage, we hope it's refreshing wherever you are today. Here's what God's Word says. Now listen. You who say today or tomorrow we will go to this or that city, spend a year there, carry on business and make money. Why? You do not even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if it is the Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. As it is, you boast in your arrogant schemes. All such boasting is evil. If anyone then knows the good they ought to do and doesn't do it, It is a sin for them. Now, listen, you rich people. Weep and wail because of the misery that is coming on you. Your wealth has rotted and moths have eaten your clothes. Your gold and silver are corroded. Their corrosion will testify against you and eat your flesh like fire. You have hoarded wealth in the last days. Look, the wages you failed to pay the workers who mowed your fields are crying out against you. The cries of the harvesters have reached the ears of the Lord Almighty. You have lived in luxury. uh, You have lived on earth in luxury and self-indulgence. You have fattened yourselves in the day of slaughter. You have condemned and murdered the the innocent one who was not opposing you. So we're going to have a chat about this passage. And Ryan, uh, as we look at this, this begins Mm. with this idea that, yeah, life is a breath or a mist. Yeah. And to kind of understand that God is the one who's in control of that. We see that from verse 13 to 17. Yeah, that's right. We kind of looked at us grasping at, at God in the previous time, um, time we were together, looking at, yeah, grasping at being judge and a lawgiver and kind of, it's as if we're kind of grasping at a different aspect of God here that we can somehow sustain life and we can kind of control life by going, I will. And as if our pronouncement of I will suddenly makes it so. <laughs> um, yeah. It's just not, not the case. Um, yeah, it's we're just kind of confronted with the fact that we don't have the capacity, nor are we given the yeah, the um, the level of control to just manage our whole life, we kind of need to realize that it's, we can't. Yeah. Um, there's a sense that we come and go, even, you know, tomorrow we can't actually know what happens or control that. So we kind of rest in this, um, I, I guess, this kind of present moment. God says, I'm, you know, I'm going to be working in this present moment. Mm. And I'm focus on that because um, that's where we kind of have this level of engaging with in God and, exercising the level of control that he has given us over ourselves but to kind of grasp at life and go i will yeah (laughs) it's kind of like grasping it that's something that only god kind of really has the right to to say yeah well i mean we've experienced that as well in our lives uh in the last six or seven weeks um you know i don't know what your plans were (laughs) Uh, mm. And if you're listening to this, you know, what your plans were to be doing in, what are we in, April at the moment of, of the recording this, uh, what your plans were in April yeah. 2020, but chances are whatever those plans were, they have changed radically. Yeah. Um, and I think that, you know, in some ways we have a new and fresh understanding of these verses. Mm. Uh, I must, yeah, confess that for me often when I read, you know, say, if it's the Lord's will, we'll do this or that, often I think, you know... I think I trust in that, you know, deep down in my subconscious, but um, often don't practically say that or think that mm. uh, or functionally say that. Um, 
And yet this is what we're being reminded of in this moment. You know, we could have planned for, you know, I mean, Elizabeth and I had planned for like a year that our holidays were going to be in April. And then, you know, that was taken away from us. And I think this is what James is pushing into. He's kind of going, listen, why do you think you know what's going to happen today or even tomorrow? You're a breath. Mm. You know, you have, what's the average life? Like 70 years in the West, like in 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 the global history. That is a breath. You're here today and gone today. That's right. There's a sense like, yeah, our experience of life is so short in the span of history. Like, you know, um, in the big scheme of things, we don't really live that long. Um, it reminds me also of just that that moment in Genesis where God breathes life into us. It's like we are breath. We're literally God's breath. And yeah. it's, it's given. It's a given thing. It's a givenness. Life is not um, something we've earned or um yeah somehow are deserving of but it's this grace um yeah. and, it, and it's given and it's um yeah also then like, kind of because of sin it's just we're kind of separated from from the guy from the god <laughs> the guy yeah. uh, god who's given us life um yeah the one who yeah kind of sustains us and so it's this sense that yeah we're we experience this kind of yeah longing for longing for this i think it's interesting like wanting to to be able to say i will and to know that we'll be able to go into this lifelong <laughs> almost eternal um yeah life <coughs> experience of life is a good thing like we're made we're built for that mm-hmm. um ecclesiastes says god's put eternity in our hearts we long for that um yet we have this experience of the very opposite yeah um it's so short yeah and you know you touched on ecclesiastes there as well if you've read ecclesiastes he, he talks about this meaningless, meaningless is life or a yeah. breath. Um, so he touches on that as well. So you get that in Genesis, you get it in Ecclesiastes, mm. you get it here in James, where it's touching on this idea that you are a breath. You don't know what's going to happen today or tomorrow. And so James says, trust in God. You're not God. Mm. You're, a, you're a person. You're not God. So trust in God. But then he moves to actually speaking into, I, I think, one of the temptations that we have. You know, we like to think that we're in control. And one of the ways that we want to show our control is through our finances. Mm. And so James gives a warning here, particularly to those who are rich. Um, And there was some contextual stuff, it must be said, going on here. You know, for some of these rich people that he was speaking to, they weren't paying their workers and all that sort of stuff. Mm. But he's touching on this um, reality that for humans we long to be in control by having security, by having financial security, the money that I've got in my banks, in my bank account, well, that's what's going to allow me to do this today or tomorrow. Mm. And he's like, man, weep over that, wail over that, because that isn't just not, you know, you're not in control. Yeah, that's right. It's like our grasping for control, again, kind of exposes something in the heart, you know, a a way of behaving, uh, a heart behaving, sorry, where it's just kind of, yeah, trying to be enough, to have enough, uh, to yeah. give us this power or resource to kind of be God and um, take control. Mm. And it's interesting that, you know, if we're honest, like having money um, in like kind of the short term, it does give us a sense of control. We can have access to stuff that might prolong our life maybe a year or two or yeah. like might um, hold off death for a little bit longer. Mm. Um, or give us the 
you know, the money to, to buy a more comfortable place to enjoy life um, yeah. you know, on the beach or whatever. Or, um, or even just to add to that before you keep going, even mm. that sense in which if we have money, we can think I'm going to be okay. Yeah. So I'm going to have enough food and shelter and all that stuff into the future. Yeah. Like you can have as many insurance policies as you want. Um, if you've got enough money to pay them all. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's, it's this kind of grasping for the sense of security, the sense of control. Mm. Um, and yeah, it's just something which we just can't have. And it's like this self-indulgence is like indulging this kind of idea that we can actually yeah. rule our life in a way that we weren't actually meant to rule it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just, um, and I guess it's when we kind of see that, it's like, yeah, actually, it should be something we weep over. Yeah. Well, it's, it's touching on this idea. You're a breath. You're here today. You're gone tomorrow. You're not in control. God is the one who's in control. Uh, yeah. of this and if you're not resting in that if you're not finding your peace in that and you know your comfort in that mm. you're putting that into something that just won't be able to give you peace or comfort yeah and again with the wealth stuff i mean as soon as something difficult comes which you're not even aware of what is coming mm. sometimes that wealth can be taken away from you so this yeah. passage here should remind us of jesus speaking on the sermon on the mount That's right. where he said moths will come and get your treasures on earth they will fade they will rust mm. instead invest your finances invest your life into something that won't rust or won't fade yeah absolutely. now what's interesting in all of this if you if i may go for it <laughs> is that as we're speaking here there's this sense in which okay we're we're feeling the weight that god's in control Right, so I'm not in control. I don't even know what's going to happen tomorrow. I don't even know what's going to happen today. Mm. <laughs> you know, I've got plans for today. Yeah. But if, if God's going to change that, then that's going to change. So, mm. so I'm not in control. I can't find that security in my wealth. God is in control. Now, there's a sense in which that might produce fear among us. Mm. Because if I'm not in control, then it, it produces anxiety, it produces fear. Yeah. I was reading in Matthew chapter 10 this morning. Um, this moment where Jesus is speaking, uh, I just got to find it, but Jesus is speaking about his power and his control. Mm. And he speaks about these two sparrows. Right now, uh, he says this, Do not be afraid of those who can kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather, be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in hell. And then notice this, he says, Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? Yet none of them will fall to the ground outside your father's care. And even the very hairs of your head are all numbered. So don't be afraid. You are worth more than sparrows. Mm. You know, in, in the context of what we've been reading in James, he said that yesterday, you know, there's only one lawgiver and judge, one who can save and destroy. Yeah. And then on the back of that, we get to this passage where he says, is your life not a breath? It is a breath. You're not in control, even financial stuff. You can't control. And yet you've got a God who knows and cares about the two sparrows, yeah. the two little birds that aren't worth anything. You know, they can be sold for nothing. And yet God knows when those sparrows, those birds are going to fall over and die. And yet you are worth so much more than that. And so I, I don't know. I just think that that's such a comfort for us as we read this and as we think about control, as we think about um, God being in control as we think about me being a, lie, a breath and a mist. There's something so comforting in knowing that the God who made the universe, who is big and powerful and wonderful, who knows what's going to happen today and tomorrow, 
is also the God who is intimately involved in our lives, who loves us, who knows the hairs on our head, the days of our life, and will look after us. And so this is such a challenge and a comfort to recognize that whatever happens today or tomorrow, God is in control and he knows what you're going through. Thanks for listening today. We hope you're able to hear God speak through his word and this was encouraging for you. We'd love to challenge you to engage with this God who knows what you're up to, what your life is, to engage with him in prayer now. Thanks heaps. We'll see you next time.